0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's an undeniable fact, ladies and gentlemen, the Sacramento Kings are undefeated in the year 2020. The change of a decade is all this team needs to get to the promised land. Well, maybe that's not the case, but Sacramento starts 2020 off with a victory. They snapped their eight game losing streak with a comeback win over the Memphis Grizzlies. They were down by 20 points early in this game. Offense looked good. De'Aaron Fox shined. Rashawn Holmes gets MVP chance. It was a good night for the Kings in their victory over Memphis. And I've got a one-on-one interview with Corey Joseph to play for you on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello everybody, welcome into Locked on Kings, your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season, all off season, all year long from January through December. We have in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for over the last five years. This is my sixth season covering the Sacramento Sacramento Kings, both as a radio host and a multimedia journalist and reporter, but I've been a diehard fan of the Sacramento Kings team since I was six years old, have grown up here in Sacramento and have been through both the glory years in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I've been here every step of the way through this 13-plus year playoff drought that the Kings are trying to work their way out of. The good news is, even though they're 13-22 and on the season, they're only a couple games back of the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Now, they're only a few games ahead of the bottom of the Western Conference as well. The final two playoff spots are still pretty much wide open here and it's going to come down to the wire. I have a feeling and hopefully the Kings are in the conversation or are able to potentially steal that spot when all things are said and done at the end of this year. I'm really excited for you to hear this Corey Joseph interview from last night. That's why I'm actually starting the podcast with it here today. I got the opportunity to speak with him one-on-one. It was just the two of us in the locker room after the win over the Grizzlies. And when Corey Joseph was the starting point guard for this Kings team, particularly earlier in the season when they were having success, they were playing more of a slower half-court offensive and defensive style. And, Joseph being the floor general and the starting point guard during that time, it led many fans to believe uh, that Corey Joseph is at his best at a slower pace uh, compared to the fast pace that De'Aaron Fox and the Kings of last year like to play and how they've been wanting to play and how they were able to play and have success uh, last night in the win. But I think you'll be interested to hear what Corey had to say about playing fast, his desire to play fast. We also talked about defense and how Buddy Heald can improve defense Defensively and what Corey Joseph is trying to do uh, to help him, and we'll, you'll also hear him talk about what this team has done to kind of uh, maintain their uh, their chemistry and maintain their growth and progress uh, despite the fact that they've been uh, in a swing of bad games as of late. So without any further ado, here's my conversation in the locker room after last night's win with Sacramento Kings backup point guard and the defensive juggernaut Corey Joseph. To put it bluntly, to start. Kings have changed their pace of play obviously since De'Aaron Fox has returned, and, and I don't know if you've heard or there's chatter about whether or not Corey Joseph is able to to run and wants to play that pace of play. You guys played a lot slower of an offense with when he was out. Just wanted to get your thoughts and your comments on that about that pace of play. If that's something you feel comfortable in, and then what you all want right. to do. That's all I'm best at. Uh,
1: uh, we got our wings out running. Uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox. He's very fast. PG. Uh, but even when I'm, I've always played fast. Uh, kicking heads, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, that's, that's, I think that's when we're best. And I could definitely, uh, I mean, I mean, obviously Fox is a special talent with the speed, but I could definitely play fast enough pace to get easy bu- easier buckets. Even when we, they weren't here, we were, you know, winning games just about, I think, I think other than that, we were able to play with the pace today because of our defense. We were turning them over, we were scrapping, and we were able to get out. But if, you know, they, if, if people come in and, and, and always get like offensive rebounds on us, or, 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 or we're not getting no stops, they're putting it through the bucket, it's
0: hard, to, it's hard to get out and play. Were you asked to play a different style when Fox and Bagley were out earlier when they were, you were winning basketball games, or was it just taking what defenses were giving you and playing yeah. the right way? I just
1: knew uh, uh, in order, you know, we got a lot of scores, and, you know, uh, I sacrificed some, you know. I was trying to be aggressive, of course, but I was trying to get in the paint and, and maybe sacrifice some of my scoring in order for people to get going and we win games. Uh, and I felt like it was, it was, it was, it was Pretty good. Uh, we were winning some games, you know, some big games, and uh, so I felt like I did a good job there. Uh, you know, defensively, I felt like you know I needed to, you know, uh, be the leader in that, and uh, I took on the matchups of guarding the best player. Uh, Coach always asked me to take on the matchups of guarding their best player, which I felt like I did a good job with that, and we were winning games. But that was in the past. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously we're far back. We're all happy to have him back. I'm happy to have him back. And uh, we just got to continue play good defense. I guess we played in the second quarter and in the fourth quarter. First quarter they came out. They were, I mean, you know, they're they they're, they're a good team when they hit shots like that too. I mean, they they were they're a good team. They're talented. They were making a lot of shots that first quarter, you know. Um, second quarter we were able to slow that down. we were we really playing good defense. we were rotating, we scrambling hard. We're turning them turning
0: them over. which started to break. Think, you know defense ignites the offense. So. Last season this team known for their pace especially the first half of the season fastest pace in the league but teams made a lot of adjustments in the second half forced them into more half court offensive sets and the the wins stopped happening as consistently Luke Walton came in and emphasized half court offense and half court defense specifically when he came in and he's been trying to focus on that maybe sometimes over pace Uh, when when you're brought in and you're hearing that what he's trying to teach is it difficult for for the young guys or the rest of this team to balance the pace with the lessons trying to learn Uh,
1: I don't think so I don't think it's it's, uh, difficult. Like I said, I think it's just, you know, it starts with our defense. I think today, uh, if you go back and look at the game, you know we had maximum effort on the defensive end. We were helping each other out, uh, especially after they went on that run. Uh, You know, kind of put our backs against the wall in the first quarter. They went up like 18 or 20 or whatever it was. And it's like, you know, now we gotta play really hard and to get back into this game, which we did. I think we would just get more consistent with that. Throughout every game, and you know, not wait to our backs against the wall, I think we'll be just fine. Uh, and that's why we have to approach every quarter like how we approached those last three. You know, even the even the even the third quarter, they hit some shots. I think they scored like 37 points, but our energy was there. You know, I mean, it's a game of runs. It can't be perfect, but I think I think you know the way we came out, our physicality and our, our energy was just was just there tonight. That's why we got the W.
0: I mean, you know, Buddy Heald can be an elite-level scorer when his shot is falling. Uh, But Luke Walton talked about how the team needs him to be a better more consistent defensive player If this team is going to win playoff games and and hopefully compete for a championship in the years to come Have you been working with him or have you been trying to teach him lessons of just better Uh, on-ball defending? What can he
1: do? For sure if you see the game, we're always communicating out there uh, Probably from a fans point of view, it this looks like we're arguing, but we're not. We're just having a solid you know, Construct the conversation and I think uh, today he did a very a really good job of getting into his rotations early and flying back out to shooters and, con- and, and Giving a good contest uh, once you know uh, Dylan Brooks was able to get uh, hot you know early in the game he came out hit the first couple and uh, Buddy Buddy after that Buddy uh, did a good job of being in so they they could hit uh, That on the roll and also get him back up to, to Dylan to. Uh, to contest the shots at the next three quarters, and I think he did a great job. We I mean, were just talking about some of that stuff, and, you know, he responds, but, he, but he's, he's, you know, he has a, a big heart, and he wants to win games. So, whatever you, whatever you tell him, likewise, at all of our players, whatever you tell him, he, he's gonna respond well. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Tonight's win snapped an eight-game losing streak for you guys. I haven't heard any excuses made in this locker room, and everybody's stayed tight for the most part, and recognized what they need to do better. Simple question, how close is this team to, to reaching that success consistently uh, I mean you see glimpse of you, know, like, like, you see glimpse of it. and I think uh,
1: we just got to be it's all about consistency consistency is key for us uh, and we just got to. You know, uh, it's you know, a mental game for us we got to you know just just be meant more mentally sharp uh, every night night in and night out uh, and as long as we do that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll win a lot more games uh, because the talent is there. It's uh, just, you know, and, and, and we play pretty hard for the most part. just, you know, the mental breakdowns down, break throughout the game, we just got to fix and you know, hound in it. I think after the first quarter today we did that, and I think we would just be more, that's something to build off of. So we just got to keep our minds right there and not, you know, relax. because, yes, we, we we broke our winning streak, but then again, uh, you know, that's just one game, you know what I mean? It's a long season. Corey, Thanks
0: so much. For sure. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Corey is such a fantastic guy and someone who I believe likes to engage in basketball conversation. You can tell he just likes to talk about the game. He has a very high basketball IQ, uh, and you can tell he learned a lot uh, from his time, not just with the Indiana Pacers, but especially under Greg Popovich when he was a San Antonio Spur earlier on in his career. Now he is a veteran leader uh, and a teacher in a lot of ways for this Kings squad. And I understand when you're comparing him to De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox's speed and offensive skill set compared to the offensive skill set of Corey Joseph, it's almost like comparing oranges to apples, or it's like comparing a a 2020 Mustang uh, to a 2010 or 2012 model. It's still a good car, but it's just a bit older and a little more outdated for the style of NBA. Look, the NBA is an offensive league, and Corey Joseph is aware of that. Patrick Beverly and the other defensive first guards are aware of that. But they still recognize the importance of defense, as do coaches. Luke Walton has talked about it a lot this season. Defense, as the saying says, wins championships. So players like Corey Joseph are extremely important. Now, De'Aaron Fox's shoes are almost impossible to fill. But when De'Aaron Fox went out, I thought Corey Joseph came in and did as best as anyone could expect him to do. He got better with every game, leading this team. Obviously, his shot uh, is something that he still needs to work on and, and grow in confidence in and one of the biggest criticisms I've seen of his game is sometimes his reluctance to shoot. And if I could ask him one more question, I wish I had thought of this last night, but if I had asked him another question, I would have asked him about that reluctance to shoot and whether or not it's encouraged by his teammates and it's encouraged by the coaching staff for him to be more patient, to take less shots uh, and try and uh, work the ball around and find the open teammate or work in the pick and roll uh, with uh, Rashawn Holmes or whatever big is on the floor at the time because it seems like, Corey Joseph does have a lot of opportunities to shoot the ball where he elects not to, but it's because he's trying to make the right play for the better shooter or the more established or more well-known offensive piece on the floor. He spent a lot of time uh, playing alongside Buddy Heald and you can see both positive and negative effects uh, for Buddy Heald in that you can see Corey Joseph is really trying uh, to get Buddy Heald the ball and give him scoring opportunities uh, but because of Corey Joseph's lack of of outside shooting uh, and the lack of explosiveness that De'Aaron Fox has Buddy Heald has had to create for himself a lot more uh, which has led to some of his struggles throughout this season but I love what he had to say about Buddy Heald getting better as an on-ball defender, about this team getting better defensively. Uh, He is absolutely right in saying that, of course, this team wants to play with pace and wants to run, uh, but they're not able to run and get out in transition unless they're getting stops. And in this game last night against the Memphis Grizzlies, for example, Memphis wasn't missing any shots early on, and that was not allowing the Kings to get out and transition. As soon as De'Aaron Fox started getting steals and they started getting stops in the second quarter, they were able to get out and run, and that uh, ended up in 23 fast break points for the Kings in this win. They converted 83%, 10 out of 12 of their fast break opportunities they turned into points, and Corey Joseph was on the floor for some of those attempts. We're going to transition now uh, into talking about this game and this win over the Grizzlies, but if you want to respond to anything that Corey Joseph said, had any comments uh, or any questions, maybe you'd like me to ask him on Saturday when we're in the locker room or any time in the future that I get the opportunity to speak with him, send them to me on Twitter I'm at KDK, or you can email me them at any anytime, mgeorge@sacklocalmedia.com. This game got off to an ugly start last night. Actually, the first minute or two was great for the Kings. The game opened with a De'Aaron Fox block and a Buddy Heald transition layup. So immediately this team was looking to run and you could see that right away. But then Memphis just... Wouldn't miss. They had six three-pointers, three of them off the hands of Jaron Jackson Jr. uh, in the first quarter, and you got to give credit to the Grizzlies. Now, the Kings' defense absolutely could have been better, particularly uh, Buddy Heal. They were not afraid to go right at Buddy Heal. Dylan Brooks had 10 points in the first six minutes of this game. They were going right after the Kings' weakest on-ball defender, uh, which of course is buddy Hield, and it was paying off for them early. But also, Memphis was hitting a lot of shots with hands in their face. So just because they scored 42 points in the first quarter, that doesn't just mean uh, that the Kings were playing horrifically on defense. Now, 42 points in a quarter is the most that the Kings have given up this season, but I don't recall a team shooting better against the Kings and shooting a higher percentage uh, against the Kings than Memphis was able to do In that first quarter, as much as I was discouraged, as I know a lot of fans in the building were, fans watching at home were, uh, as much as I was discouraged by the fact that the Kings were down by 18-20 points early on and had given up 42 points in the first quarter, I had a feeling... That Memphis was not going to be able to sustain the shooting and the high shooting percentage and the offensive uh, success that they were able to to put together in those first 12 minutes. And lo and behold, after about a minute or two of the second quarter, the Kings started to work their way back in. They outscored Memphis 37-18 to 18 in the second quarter, got out in transition a lot. De'Aaron Fox finished this game with five steals along with 27 points. He looked fantastic on both ends of the floor, just missed a double-double. He had nine assists, uh, also had Had three rebounds. He was everywhere uh, in the stat sheet. Darren Fox having himself a fantastic game, and you could tell As soon as the Kings got a defensive rebound, he, Buddy Heald, and the rest of this team were trying to run and trying to play with pace, and you could feel and see uh, that sense of urgency that this team was playing with immediately right from the get-go, and that carried through for the most part throughout this game. Now, the third quarter, once again, the Kings took a step back, struggled defensively. Grizzlies were hitting shots again. Memphis outscored the Kings 37-27 in the third quarter, uh, but it was a 38-26 fourth quarter that led the Kings to the 128-123 victory backtracking a little bit. They were down by 20 points early in the second quarter. They ended up leading by three points at halftime. Then it was kind of back and forth in the second quarter. Uh, The Grizzlies took at one point a nine-point lead uh, with De'Aaron Fox off the floor and full credit to Corey Joseph and the rest of the bench unit. They got the game to within a point or two and then De'Aaron Fox came back into the game and he and the rest of the starters were able to close it out. One of the coolest parts of last night, now it's a little silly and a goofy thing from an outside perspective because, of course, he doesn't have a chance in the voting. But Rashawn Holmes twice at the free throw line last night got MVP chance from the Kings crowd, just their way of showing appreciation for what Rashawn Holmes has been for this team, the consistent effort uh, that he plays with on a nicely uh, nightly basis. And I tweeted this out last night, and it got a lot of response, and, and I'm glad for it, and I want to take an opportunity here to kind of explain my point a little bit more here without any kind of character limit. Rashawn Holmes, we always talk about what he plays with, right? The hustle, the energy, the passion, uh, the the drive. He never quits. He always plays that way on a nightly basis. But the main thing that I see that he plays without that I want to talk about is he plays without expectation or entitlement. Entitlement is the, is the best word to use there. He plays without entitlement. Rashawn Holmes, not just in the NBA, but through college, even in high school, he's had to earn every single opportunity that he has gotten. He's had to earn it by working hard and by fighting and taking advantage of every minute, every second that he is on the floor. He was a G League player. Then worked himself into a pretty nice role with the Phoenix Suns. And now the Sacramento Kings sign him. And quickly he goes from a rotational big that's gonna be competing for minutes with the rest of the log jam at his position, to the above and beyond starting center and the most consistent and I would say so far this season best player for the Sacramento Kings. He's earned all of that through the effort and intensity that he plays with. He doesn't take plays off because he knows that that every play and every uh, every second that he is on the floor is an opportunity for him to continue to grow and continue to shine. And I tell you what, he continues uh, at the, the rate that he's going, at his development and with the passion that he plays with. Not only is he going to be in the running for most improved player at the end of this season, he's looking at a pretty nice payday. Hopefully it's from the Sacramento Kings when his contract runs out in a couple of years. But I guarantee you, there's going to be a majority of teams in the NBA that are not going to be afraid to throw the bag at him. Rashawn Holmes had a big smile on his face when he was asked about the fan response and those MVP chants after the game. Uh, And basically, just he said he appreciates the love. He's never experienced anything like that before. And the way he plays, the hustle and energy that he plays with, especially uh, after the Willie Cauley-Stein era that just ended last season, he was destined to become a fan favorite here in Sacramento. Uh, And again, I I tweeted out last night kind of as a joke, but I'm ready for the Kings to offer a pretty significant amount of money to be able to lock him down and keep him here for as long as possible because he seems to fit in perfectly with what the Sacramento Kings are trying to do. We've seen him both be effective in uh, transition offensive uh, sets and, and uh, with a team that likes to play with pace and we've seen him be effective in half court offensive sets playing a slower style with Corey Joseph, Nemanja Bjelica, and how Luke Walton was playing when both Fox and Bagley were out earlier this season. So he's very versatile versatile. He has elite athleticism. He's got a high basketball IQ and his energy is through the roof on a nightly basis. I love Rashawn Holmes and I hope he is in a King's jersey for the rest of his career. Buddy Heald got some props from Luke Walton for his improved defense as the game went on. Obviously struggled on the defensive end early on, uh, but did not stop. He fought uh, and he made better defensive decisions, did a better job keeping in front of uh, of Memphis Wings and Memphis Guards, uh, and did a nice job uh, keeping a hand in uh, his uh, his man's face through the second half of this game. And Luke Walton talked about how important it is for Buddy Hill to continue to grow and develop and become an effective on-ball defender on a nightly basis Uh, if the Kings want to eventually win playoff series and compete for championships. Obviously, we're talking years from now uh, with that scenario. But if if you want to be an effective uh, player in the postseason and you want to be as good as Buddy Heald uh, wants to be and expects to be, and if you want to be a part of a winning team, you have to have those aspirations and start the work immediately. You can't wait uh, for things to get good uh, to start to put in that effort or you will be behind the eight ball. Buddy Heald is aware of that, uh, and he has been working on it with coaches, and Luke Walton gave him props and, and recognized that. Uh, in last night's post-game press conference. Bogdan Bogdanovich at the end of the game uh, came down from a jump shot and said that in his right ankle or around his Achilles, he felt kind of a sharp pain. Um, he said he's been playing on a, a sore ankle pretty much this entire season uh, so the pain is normal but this one felt just a little sharper uh, and a little more painful for him that's the reason why he exited the game and went to the locker room about five minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter he did not return we saw him after the game and he said that he was feeling okay he had no ice on his ankle he was able to put weight on it was moving fine if if I didn't know uh, that he had gotten hurt or I hadn't seen him got, uh, get hurt I wouldn't have guessed that anything was wrong with him he says he He feels optimistic that things are going to be fine, and he's hopeful uh, that any tests that they do today uh, will not reveal anything negative, and he'll be able to continue as normal, and hopefully the Kings can avoid more injury issues, because we know how many of them they faced already this season. Overall, a good win last night, a needed win for this Kings squad, and now... They face a New Orleans Pelicans team on Saturday night. The Pelicans are on a four-game win streak right now, so good on them. They're playing really, really well. However, they'll, they're in L.A. tonight uh, taking on a Lakers team who we all expect uh, will be victorious. So the Kings have the advantage not only of playing at home, but they'll be taking on a uh, a. Pelicans team that will be on the second night of a back-to-back. Now Pelicans uh, they do have some pretty good weapons uh, that can uh, cause a lot of problems for the Sacramento Kings Uh, but that's a very very winnable game tomorrow night in Sacramento and let's see if the Kings can start maybe building a bit of a winning streak here I think we could all use that just as much as the players uh, and the coaching staff could. Overall the Kings shot 48% from the field, 41% from three-point range, 83% 26-31 of from the free throw line, that is music to my ears to see. Uh, the rebound battle was won by Memphis but just barely by one. Uh, the only issue that the Kings really had in this game other than their defense early on is they just had no answer uh, for Jonas Valanciunas, the big man down low and I was looking up the, the contract that he signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. It was like a three year, $40 million deal. Pretty similar to the Dwayne Dedman contract uh, and he is worth every penny of that deal. I like what he's doing for Memphis. I like the pieces that the Grizzlies have. I think they are going going to be uh, hopefully a good team here in the years to come. John Morant was pretty quiet, even though he did finish with 23 points. A lot of those points came in garbage time Uh, at the end of the game. I thought De'Aaron Fox did a good job trying to lock him up and stay in front of him. And you can tell Fox took it personally a little bit like, hey, you're not going to get the best of me tonight, rookie. I'm going to get the best of you. Uh, And Fox showed that through his play. Good to see the Kings get a victory, 13-22 and now on the season, and they're on the march back to get close to 500 and get back in the running for that eighth seed or even maybe the seventh seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. If you have an opportunity uh, to leave a review of this podcast, please do so. Best places to do that are on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but wherever you listen to this show, if there is a comment section or an area to leave a review, Please leave your thoughts constructive criticism. Anything is fair game. We want to know what we can do better. We want to know what you like, what you don't like, because we're always trying to improve here on the Locked On Kings podcast and the Locked On podcast network. I will be at the game tomorrow night, of course. Uh, section 105, so please come by and say hi or reach out to me on either email uh, or Twitter and let me know you're coming. I'd love to schedule a meeting time with you and chat with you before or after the game. Um, and if you are uh, wanting to comment and, and talk about anything we discussed on today's Locked on Kings podcast, please reach out to me in both of those uh, areas as well, and we will get into a conversation there. No podcasts over the weekend, obviously. We'll be back on Monday. It will be a regular week as we're getting back uh, to a normal work schedule, a normal studio time here at KHDK. I also have a fun project in the works for you uh, happening right now that I'm going to be uh, debuting on Sports 1140 KHDK, which is the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento, but I'll also be bringing it here for you on on the Locked On Kings podcast that I think you will enjoy. You might laugh and make fun of me because of it, but it's something that uh, I enjoyed doing, had a lot of fun doing last year, uh, so I thought I'd do it again this year. Until next time, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.